when you get people out of their normal environment, their, their home, their office, their family, their city, transformation happens more easily. When you're transforming, that's going to improve your re-sign-up rate too. And by the way, let me be very clear. Sometimes I don't even know anything about what's happening at that retreat. The next one, I just have the dates, the times, the location, and the price. And that's all you need to make an offer. And I want everybody to hear this because a lot of times people spend, oh, I got to get all this together. I got to get all this together. I got to figure out what we're going to do every moment of every day. What do they care about? They care about being together with each other. They want to be with you. They want to know when it is, where it is, and how much it costs. And if you can give them a multi-extendo payment plan, super extendo as I call it, payment plan, then they're going to be an insta yes. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events? So we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of. That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Today, I brought into Green Room Central Studios, Katarina Rando, founder of Thriving Women in Business. Katarina is a woman on a mission. She shows women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers how to build influence, gain Insta clients, and scale their businesses with authentic speaking, authentic selling, and hosting retreats. Katarina hosts a variety of retreats and summits for women entrepreneurs. She hosts a speaking mastermind retreat focused on upgrading her clients' speaking skills and message clarity. She hosts a bliss retreat for women leaders that serves as a container for pampering and relaxation and networking. And she hosts a Thrive with Women's Events and Retreats certification retreat cruise for women who want to host their own retreats. Katerina loves to get women together because when women gather, amazing things happen. Katerina, welcome to Green Room Central Studios. Say hello to Lynchpin Nation. Hello, Lynchpin Nation. Bing, bing, bing. Oh my goodness, I love your energy. I want to dive right in and ask you, what is your superpower when it comes to hosting retreats? Because I know you you even certify women as retreat leaders. And so I want you to share a little bit about your superpower there with us. I would say my superpower is making sure that everyone that walks through the door feels seen, heard, valued, welcomed, included. They know that they matter. They know they have massive value to bring and that their voice will be included. I know that's a long list. That's my intention for every single participant. Mm. And part of what helps do that is focusing on cultivating community and connection between the participants right away. So let's get into some specific tactics. What would, what would you do? Yeah. Well, Sarah, some of our programs we do on cruise ships. And I mentioned that because we do some special things like on the cruises, when they arrive at their cabin, they have a sign with their name on it that says, welcome. Before the welcome reception, 
I run around to everybody's cabin and personally, individually welcome them. Aww. When they come to the welcome reception, of course, they get a, a welcome loot bag, which is not to be confused with their tote bag they're going to get the next day. And we have, of course, everyone gets their voice in the room right away. Everyone introduces themselves, says the intention. By the way, in their welcome bag, they're going to have a personal note written from me that's going to acknowledge them and thank them for coming and share with them what my vision is for them at this retreat. Those are some of the things we do. And then you know what? Because we're on a cruise ship, Sarah, I cannot have you know, my 10 big speaker friends come and be the speakers because I would have to pay for all their cabins, which I don't want to do that. Right. We, we pull a lot of talent from our participants on our next retreat. One participants doing belly dancing. One is doing cardio drumming. One is doing meditation. One is doing yoga so that you also are, I'm also showcasing the talent in the room. It's not all about me. And I have a very important distinction to make here. I have what I call a community culture, not a celebrity culture. And a lot of speakers and trainers and mentors, they have built celebrity cultures. No, my, no, I'm the leader of my community. At the same time, I look for how can I showcase how can I feature? How can I include as many community members, as leaders, as possible? I'm always giving them opportunities to showcase and practice their leadership. Katerina, I want to pause there because there's a couple of things you said there that are absolutely solid gold. And I want to make sure Lynchpin Nation like wrote this down and started. First, you this point about community versus celebrity culture, what you're doing is creating a movement that will continue beyond you. Like yes. they, they're not there just for you, this figurehead. They're they're there because they want to be with each other. And you're intentionally creating that. And that's so smart because there will become a time when, you know, they're in when your community's infatuation with you as the leader kind of wanes, <laughs> but, um, you know, like when the, sh the shininess, uh, you know, like wears off, but mm -hmm. they, it's, it's kind of like when people say like they buy the mastermind for the person who's leading it, but then they stay and renew because of who the community, the community that's there. And mm -hmm. so that's what you're doing here. And I love, love, love that. The second thing that I noticed was so much intentionality about those personal touches that make people yeah. feel seen and heard mm -hmm. and celebrated. And that's just such a huge key to engagement. Um, and then I, the, the third thing would be around how you said you were gathering, having, showing, showcasing people that are within mm -hmm. the community. What mm -hmm. I heard there was even beyond the showcasing you're using a really smart facilitation tactic of co having them co-create the experience with you. Mm -hmm. And when people co-create, 
they they buy into the vision and the mission and like the whole experience so much more and deeper. Mm-hmm. Do you find that mm-hmm. too to be the case? Absolutely. And of course, that helps with your signups at the end of your retreat for what's next. You Tell know, me more about that. Well, we've had as much as a 90% sign-up rate for the next retreat at a retreat, with the exception of the gals that were moving to another state or life in transition. And I share that because at multi-day events, especially retreats, you're going to have a higher sign-up rate because they're getting so they're getting 24 seven yes. experience rather than just a, a 10 to five or a nine to five with the evening event. They're sleeping together. They're dining together. They're going on little adventures together. And, and we always include a, a group excursion, which is always very fun snorkeling or something. Oh, I love it. And, and so it's more holistic. And here's the other thing. When you get people out of their normal environment, their their home, their office, their family, their city, transformation happens more easily. When you're transforming, that's going to improve your re-sign up rate too. And by the way, let me be very clear. Sometimes I don't even know anything about what's happening at that retreat. The next one, I just have the dates, the times, the location, and the price. And that's all you need to make an offer. And I want everybody to hear this because a lot of times people spend, oh, I got to get all this together. I got all this together. I got to figure out what we're going to do every moment of every day. What do they care about? They care about being together with each other. They want to be with you. They want to know when it is, where it is, and how much it costs. And if you can give them a multi-extendo payment plan, super extendo as I call it, payment plan, then they're going to be an insta yes to come and join you. And and by the way, let me make a thing. Biggest, make a point. Most people make the mistake of scheduling their retreats too close in. Hey, we're going to do it in three months. We're going to do it in six months. If you want people to jump on a plane, if you want them to take multiple days, you've got to give them more time to make it work in their life, but also to pay for it. So how much time, Katerina? If so, the bigger, okay, here's the, here's the guiding principle, Sarah. Yeah. The longer your event or retreat is, the more time you want to give them. So if I'm doing a three day, yeah, I could do that in even three months. I could do a three day, but if I'm asking them to give me five days, seven days, my next retreat is 10 days. I want to give them even more than a year for a 10 day. Now, by the way, let me also say, nobody, don't start with a 10-day. Start with a three-day. Because people are not going to think that they're going to want to go across the world and be with you for 10 days if they haven't been with you for one day or two days or three days. Mm. And that's another mistake people make. They start with a seven-day in Hawaii or a seven-day in Paris. Yes, it's exciting. But then when people think, okay, well, I've never hung out with you for a day, so I don't know if I want to go to Paris for a week and be with you, right? So this really helps to start three, five, seven, and then go to 10. And you don't have to do 10. 10 is a long time. Seven is fine. Think, what would it look like to put on something before a, a seven or 10 day? What kind of event do you yeah. like to stack before it? Three, A three, a five is great. 
And now I live in California. I live in San Francisco. But my first retreats were in Napa Valley, which is an hour from my house. Easy. Yeah. And and 75% of the participants were in, or even 80% were in driving distance. Perfect. There was a couple gals that flew in. But so that's going to be a way easier yes when they don't have to jump on a plane and they're within driving distance so they don't have to take another two days for the before and the after. And so start with start with three days or five days and you don't even have to do seven days or get that big that long because remember the more the longer it is in my experience Sarah the harder it is to fill it okay. Mm. Because people have a lot of other considerations when we're going for more than a week. But again, because it's not my first rodeo, I can do that now. But when we go to Hawaii, when we, we've done four retreats at the Fairmont Kealani in Hawaii, Beautiful. that has all been five days. And of course they can, and that also is say, hey, you could come bring your family, come early, stay late. Normally they're five days. When we get on the cruise ships though, they tend to be seven and 10. You talked about framing up the, using the event as a vehicle to make the offer for the next retreat. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to share specifically how you make that offer and at what point during the yeah. retreat you make it. Because I know you're also an expert at sales. So, uh... yeah. Well, let me be very clear, Sarah. I remember. Aside, aside from retreats, I remember my best sales day ever, Yeah, which for me, and I know a lot of people have a lot bigger numbers, but for me was, I gave a, um, not, not including my own events, but speaking on someone else's stage, mm-hmm. I gave a talk. It was about an hour and a half and I sold $35,000 and I didn't even feel like the offer was that good, mm. but everyone had so much fun at the speech, Yes, fun and laughter and community, this all impacts your sales. If they feel, inc- all those things I said at the top, yes. if they feel valued, included. I remember one year, our last time we went to Hawaii, I just, you know, basically said to them, hey, my friends, I'm not going to give you the big report. Here it is. This is what we're doing. This is when we're doing. This is the price. Here's the extra, extra early bird price because you're here. And who wants in? And on that day, I sold 80%. Why? Because they've already had an amazing experience. Yes. They're ready for more. So part of it is reading the room. You know, even when I do a workshop, sometimes I notice who I've got to give more, more selling to more, Mm. more convincing, more reminding. And some days they're just with you. And I share that because people think it's about the offer. I have seen over and over and over. I can tell you other days where I've sold a ton and I've been shocked because I didn't think the offer that was that great, but the program was amazing. The massive value. And also it's not just about the content. It's about the engagement. And if they're having fun, we do know a lot of people do look at the research that fun humor, this helps get more sales. I, I totally buy into that hundred percent. I also buy into the whole concept of people buying while they're with you. Yes. Because especially because they're, you know how they say people buy more when they're on vacation. You just like, you're in a different headspace. Yeah. 
and you just make decisions differently than you would in your normal everyday mm-hmm. life. And so I love that, you know, like that, that's working for you within your retreats for re-signups. But I want to, I want to go into the piece where we're talking about someone starting retreats for the very first time yeah, yeah, yeah. and they need to get their very first people to make this big leap yeah. from I'll buy something yeah. digitally from you to I will show up for you in yeah. person. What t- talk to okay. me about that sales process. I remember Sarah way back when, when the first retreat started, let me say this. Okay. So if I, if I, Sarah was going from, digital online and then now i want you to come and be with me live yeah that's going to be a two or three day max okay even two and a half day and having it be a retreat especially if you sell to women that's going to get you more derriers and chairs okay just the name in and of itself calling it or a retreat. using the word retreat or getaway yes yep. yep now you're gonna have to but but here's the other thing that people make a big mistake sarah when people are making a big buying decision you don't want to just rely on your great video and your sequence and your Facebook ads. You want to pick up the phone and you want to actually talk to people and invite them to come. Mm. And that is the difference between me and a lot of people is I talk to people all the time. Um, we have, and by the way, I've done, this will be our, I've, I do retreat retreats, but I also do programs on cruise ships. We, do our retreat certification on a cruise ship. I do a speaker mastermind on a cruise ship. I also do it in Napa Valley. I'm sharing this to say that I've sold probably 16 retreats, if they're even a retreat or a program with retreat over the years. And here's what I want to tell you. In all this time, we got the videos, we got the sequence, we got the, we got the, all that. Okay. Mm -hmm, Yeah. That's all promotion. In all these years, I've had one person, Sarah, sign up through the website. Mm. Okay. Now she already knew me. She'd already talked to me. She'd already heard me speak a couple times. So I'm sharing that because I've got 26 ladies coming with me next January for our bliss retreat for women leaders on a mission. Had a conversation with every single one of them. Okay. Every single one. And I will tell you, one of the gals that's coming, she said, no, I circled back a few months later. And here's another important thing to know. I said, I'm thinking about you. May we revisit that conversation? And she was a yes also again. Well, that gets more into sales. But my point is that if you want to get people to jump on a plane to come see you and be with you or go to a destination location and they've never been with you, pick up the phone. Or better yet, meet them on Zoom. That creates relationship much more effectively. And that will support you for this one and for the next one. Because by the, when you have the dates for this one, by the way, you want to have the dates for the next one. So if they tell you they can't come to this one, you can sign them up for the next one. But it, you can't do that if you don't have those dates already. And that's another place where people can really make a difference is having your thing and the next thing at the same time that you're selling. That's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> that that one like a linchpin nation i want you to yeah. start that one underline that in your journal yeah. because uh that you you can't you can't sell the next thing if you don't have if it you ready right. <laughs> and Sarah, if i can speak to this you know uh i do i'm i do a nine-week thrive at sales program 
That is my entry level lowest cost program. And I can tell you, I'm doing, and we have one that starts the very end of September. I've been putting in people in the September class, even though I have a June and a May and an April and a March and a February and a January. Mm-hmm. I've been putting people in the September class since the beginning of the year. Why? Because some people say, oh, Katerina, I'm doing this right now. I'm doing that right now. And hey, okay, good. I, I, I support you. And when would you think you'd like to do it? And when they say to me, late summer, fall, I put them in that class. And then now I can give them six months to pay for it. And I can start to serve them. So one of the things that I do, which is also, I think, big for sales and big for community building, is as soon as they sign up, their service starts. And what I mean by that is, for example, the ladies coming on my retreat in January, they signed up, Sarah, okay, listen to this. Some of them signed up for a retreat with me three years ago, before the pandemic. Mm. We were supposed to go to Alaska. We didn't get to go. Then we were supposed to go to Mexico last year. We didn't get to go. Well, how do I keep these people engaged for, this is really testing for three years. Yes. Well, guess what? This year we're doing virtual retreats every month for 90 minutes. They get a swag box in the mail with our excitement for the month so that nobody drops off. And last year I had engagement for them. Nobody dropped off. 100% retention rate for a retreat that some of them signed up for three years ago. That's huge, Katerina. Yeah, it's huge. And it's all about engagement. So when I sign up ladies for six months later, I tell them, hey, you could start to network with us right now. We have networking once a month. Hey, come to our monthly sales blitzes. Hey, come to our quarterly planning. Your service starts immediately. And that is really important for retention and engagement. And so do you build any hard costs like that into the price of the retreat? Because you know, you're going to want to kind of wine and dine them beforehand. Oh yeah. 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 And this is where you want to really put attention on your pricing, you know, know your overhead, know your monthly nut, because I look at that and I say, okay, if I'm going to have this year, this year, right now we have about 85 clients at the end of last year, we had a little bit over a hundred my goal is 125 clients for this year in programs. That doesn't include summits and and uh, the low the the smaller events. And with that, I we figure and I calculate it costs about fifteen hundred dollars per client for the overhead for the for and and that's not only the overhead. That's also paying my team for sure. their work during the year. So yes. So I have to, I know that. So whatever my hard costs are, because when you're going on a cruise, yes, you got to pay for the cruise. There's the hard costs, there's the overhead, and then, which includes the cost of paying my team. And then there's, okay, how much do I want to make on each person profit that's going to go in the business from the registrations? Super wise. Yeah. Uh, I love how you think through that, but that's come from experience <laughs> doing this a yeah, lot of years. Yeah. And yeah. I will say my first, you, we, we, um, a first retreat, I broke even on my first retreat. I saw somebody brought a co- bought a coaching package, 
you know, three years before they never used it. I said, hey, come to my retreat. Someone called me for some coaching. They wanted to, you know, do three sessions with me. I said, hey, why don't you just come to my retreat and I'll give you three sessions. I mean, I did whatever I could. And we had 13 ladies in the room. But here's what I want to tell you, Sarah. I broke even on the retreat. I made more money on the upsell than I, I think I've ever done from that, if we look at per person. So that set me up for the whole next year. We're not just enrolling them at our retreats for the next retreat. Of course, we're enrolling them for our group programs. And so because that happened, that convinced me that retreats were the way to go. Now, of course, now I teach people how to do retreats. We want everybody to make money from the get-go. But the reason I share my story is because too many women are getting ready to get ready to think about getting going. And by the time they get going, they could have done six retreats. And not only are they pushing off the revenue, but they're pushing off mastery. That's why we want to get in, in the door right away. Because the more we do it, the more masterful we get. And then pretty soon you could do it with one eye closed, one hand tied behind your back. Right. Oh, the getting ready to get ready to get ready. <laughs> I, I've been the queen of that for a lot of my life. <laughs> I know what that's like. Uh, <laughs> so do you, how do you finesse the the offer of multiple things at the end of your getting people into your ongoing group coaching programs yeah. and the retreat. How do you handle that? Mm -hmm. Well, if somebody's coming on the retreat with me, they're making a bigger investment than a lot of people. And so remember it's called Sarah, it's called the upsell, right? So I think about what that's, what's the cost that they spent and the offer is going to be more than that. Okay. If it's the next retreat, it might, it might be around there if it's the next retreat, but if I'm offering them a program, I'm going to, my offer is going to be whatever my most elite program is because they're the ones who are most likely to be a yes for it mm -hmm. since they've spent a lot of time with me and invested mm -hmm. already. And then if they're a no for that, then in our one-on-one -on -one conversation, because when I do a retreat, I also have a one-on-one -on -one sit down with everybody. Now, that's more of a talk about whatever they want to talk about session, consultation. But then at the end, I always ask them, hey, are you thinking you might want to join me next time or whatever it is? And then we can have a little more sales conversation around it as yeah. well. So that has been extremely effective. Now, if you have 100 people, you can't do this. But when I've got... 26 gals on a cruise ship and I've got 10 days, I've got a day or two that I can do appointments and get a ton of sales. Mm. So you set, do you set those appointments up before the event even starts? No. They sign up when they're on the ship. They tell me that we have a sign up sheet. They pick the time they want that doesn't conflict with their massage or whatever they're right. doing. Yeah. And I do have a team but here's what everybody want, you want to make sure is very clear. When people sign up for your retreat, they want to spend time with you. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to spend time with your team. I mean, they're happy to, but you better be eating with them. You better be doing the activities with them. You better be going to whatever they're doing, even the excursions or, or the 
impromptu things. When I do my speaker mastermind in Napa Valley, one evening we go and we play bocce ball. And by the way, bocce ball is great because it doesn't cost hardly anything. Go play bocce ball, right? Right. But it's, it's a unique activity. So recognize you cannot be, this is again, Sarah, the difference between community culture and celebrity culture. You cannot be the trainer who comes out of their cabin for the teaching and doesn't talk to the participants the rest of the time. That's not going to... That, that's not going to have them blissing when they finish the retreat with you. Another big mistake a lot of people make, in my opinion, and I, and I know when I was support for people way back when, when I was supporting other people's retreats, they loved that the leader would have dinner with them and sit down with them and go for a walk with them. That's what they want when they're coming to be with you. How do you... I I appreciate what you're saying there, but I'm also wondering about the flip side of the coin about making yourself too available and losing some of that, um, uh, I don't want to say the air of expertise or also protecting your boundaries. Um, if you know, if you're available to them all the time, does, how does that, how are you managing your own energy? So, you know, sir, one of the things I do is I tell my clients, they can call me anytime. They can text me anytime. They can Facebook me anytime. And this is a practice that I've had for years. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, if you get good at discernment, meaning who you let in the door in the first place. Sure. Okay. Right now I have one client who's in my super elite group, meaning she's paid more than any, her and a few other gals have paid more than anybody. She probably texts me or calls me maybe a little bit too much, but that's one client in 85 or however many clients we have. Okay. And because she's super elite, a little extra service for one gal doesn't bother me. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you have to know your people. You have to be discerning about who you let in, but I've never... Nobody comes knocking on my cabin door. Sure. Okay. And if they did, hey, Katerina, you want to go to the blah, blah, blah? I can always say no. Right. But the thing is that these people came to be on a retreat with you or me or whoever they're signing up with. Do not be that speaker who only shows up in the front of the room. Right. In my opinion. Because when they feel in relationship with you also, that's, they're going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's back to the seen, heard, valued, welcomed, appreciated, know yes. that they matter. Now, I know yeah. everybody's different about this. Right. But, but again, the people in my community, they want a community culture. And it's never felt good to me as a participant when I go to somebody's three-day event and I can't even ask them a question because they, they're like Harry Potter. They apparate and show up on stage and that's it you know it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good to pay money to go and be on a retreat with someone and they're never available Mm -hmm. even for a quick conversation so everyone has to again create their own culture but i'm going to tell you something my community culture is not only working great with for me but all my clients are blissing because they're part of a community where they also have visibility, not just me. Right. 
Mm. So good. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to say is they get clients. Mm. Okay. I believe there's pie for everybody. Yep. There's enough pie. There's enough pie for everybody. Okay. Sometimes, well, anyway, I'm a big fan of pie. There's enough pie for everybody. And what I mean by that is I've got clients that have created their own communities. Mm -hmm. That most of the people in their community are from my community. That's okay. There's enough pie for everybody. I've got clients that are getting tons of clients. That's okay. There's enough pie for everybody. There is. Okay? And a lot, and I've been in communities where they've said, don't talk about what you do. Don't promote, blah, blah, blah. Now, at your initial events, at your one day, your two day, your three day, where a lot of those people are not your clients, mm -hmm. I think that's important because some people do come just to skim off your room. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I'm not, I, I don't agree with that. And I watch and we don't invite those people to come back if that, mm -hmm. that's how they operate. But once somebody's in the community, part of the value of being in the community is that they're going to get return on their investment. So that is also something I want because if they get ROI, what does that mean, Sarah? Bing, bing, they're going to sign up again. I've got clients that have been with me five years, six years. I've got a woman that's come on every single one of my retreats over the last 13 years. Okay. We want our clients to keep coming back. We, it's not the churn and burn. I'm looking for long-term client relationships. Yeah. No, it's definitely the long-term kind of your ride or die folks are the people who are coming to be in person with you for these retreats. Um, this mm -hmm. is not for the, <laughs> the, the here for just a moment type. Right. You know, we talked a lot about your longer, more intimate retreats, but I'll before we wrap up, I want to ask you about how you, when you have your bigger events and yeah. you go to fill those, you, you've said that you have a strategy, you call it the rinse and repeat zoom strategy that yeah. helps you fill bigger events. Can yeah. you talk to us about that for a Absolutely. bit? So my, my next bigger event is called the Shiro Speaker Summit, which is right now it's just two days, virtual two days. We used to do it live and in person. I like virtual better around how do you speaking to grow your revenue and gain clients. I do every month. I do two zoom workshops. So now when I'm speaking, when I'm networking, when I'm getting referrals, I always have something to invite people to. Sure. It's not intimidating. It's not like, Hey, let's have a sales conversation. Because I want to build influence with people. This is a big super tip, Sarah. I want to build influence with people before I ask them to buy. That's mm -hmm. another big thing. People mistake people make say, Hey, let's get on a call. Now you're trying to build influence on the call. That's much harder than inviting them to a workshop first and then inviting them to a conversation. So now they're going to be show me versus prove it to me when we get on a call with people. Sure. And so, so two workshops. Now you can do one or two workshops a month. You always have something to invite people to. I did one yesterday. Already got a new client. Some people will be a slower cookers. Some will take, and I have many more conversations next week. Some people will take two or three conversations. That's fine. Okay. But by always having something to invite people to, the other thing that happens is you get really good 
at your virtual speaking, and then you're building influence and you can invite them to your program. I go from workshop to my lowest cost program and I go from workshop to come to my bigger event. And it's extremely effective. Mm. You said you prefer, see, I think it's kind of starting to settle out in the marketplace where people feel like it, uh, virtual events are the, the exact right fit and where they feel mm -hmm. the, the in-person events are the, mm -hmm. the exact right fit. And I'm sensing from you that you're really loving to use the virtual as kind of the beginning of the, the funnel for the, the low end, warm them up, well, bring them into your world. Yeah, Sarah, the beautiful thing about it is that as someone who lives in San Francisco, you know, my clients were pretty much up and down the West Coast corridor. Mm -hmm. Some clients jumping on planes to come and be with us from Oregon or Southern California. But now that we've gone virtual, you know, I have clients from Canada, I have clients from the East Coast and all over the country. And so that's part of why I'm loving it. But it's also for me, there's so much pressure involved in live and in-person, uh, room blocks, big prices for hotel ballrooms mm -hmm. that I, I'm really enjoying the virtual. Uh, what I will say too, is that we were doing hybrid workshops before the pandemic even started. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a center in San Francisco where I used to do my group programs and do my workshops and do, we did events and get togethers and we'll start that again. But our our town is still uh, opening up from yeah from the pandemic and so so we haven't really started that yet but in terms of our enrollment events we're going to keep those virtual for now because it's so much less pressure and it's so much less cost mm, love that and the and the return on the the sign up rate the sign up rates are pretty much the same because we are booking appointments with everyone after with anybody that wants to talk to me sure okay i'm tracking with you and then you kind of you can kind of choose your they can kind of choose their own adventure then you can get to know them a little right. bit better and figure right. out what, what's the right fit right. for them right and we do make an irresistible offer in the room and we do you know add extra bonuses if they sign up today but again, not everybody is an Insta client. Yep. Not There's people that are never going to make a decision. Insta. You know, the, there's only 25% of the personality types that will make an Insta decision. And I'm looking for the Insta and the slow and the super slow. I'll take all kinds of clients. And this is why you're circling back and you're following up is so important. Because you will get more clients, but if you're... If you're doing the event and then you're done with your sales, you're missing a ton of sales, in my opinion. Oh, I completely agree because I'm one of those. So I, you know, they talk about the logical versus the emotional buyers. And mm -hmm. I think the emotional buyers would be that like Insta buyer yeah. that you just talked about. But I am firmly rooted in the the logical. Like I will always right. buy on the last moment of the last day of cart open <laughs> period. Uh, <laughs> I need the most amount of information and research. And so I do appreciate the follow-up because I am still interested. It's just going to take me longer to get right. there. And I'm going to need you to keep reminding me. Mm -hmm. And I love also being the energy in the room 
during the event and watching the table rush or hearing on the virtual event people, you know, saying the names of the people who are already jumping on board because it just gives me that fear of missing out. It gives me that reassurance that other right. people are jumping in and, you know, going to the retreat too, uh-huh. uh, just to help me nudge me along on that, um, uh-huh. Irish journey. Absolutely. So good. All right, Katerina, before we, um, wrap up for today, I want to do a few rapid fire questions. Just tell Sounds me the good. first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell me what you say to yourself backstage and on stage. I say to myself, Katerina, you have massive value to bring. There's a lifetime supply of people to serve. Go be loud and proud. Bring your massive value so you can sell more, serve more, and uplift more lives. Mm. Bing, bing. And that's what I tell my people too. What is, we've talked a lot about this today, but if you can only pick one, what's your best tip for filling events? Personal invitations. Personal invitations will put smiles on the screen and derriers in chairs a hundred times more than promotion. Mm. Because a personal invitation evokes a decision. Promotion informs. Very big difference. Oh, so good. Say that one more time. The reason why personal invitations work is they evoke a decision. If somebody just invited me to two, two of their upcoming talks, I got to check my calendar before I respond. My mama raised me right. I'm not going to not respond, mm-hmm. right? But with promotion, no, no response necessary. Therefore, no decision necessary. Mm, solid gold. Katerina, I love that. What's your favorite moment at events that you host? Um, at, the, at the end, when people are telling me, about their transformation and their impact. And sometimes I've had it happen seven minutes into an event too, you know, but when people start to talk about how they're being impacted Mm -hmm. and then when clients get up and they talk about how their lives have changed, you know, that that's gold. I mean, that's why I do my thing is to Mm -hmm. uplift lives. What's the best thing about hosting your own events? Community building community, having community, having community in all, because of my events, because of my business, you know, I've got, I've got girlfriends for life. I've got friends I could call at any moment. Of course you have more intimate and less intimate relationships with your clients. And I know that I'm never going to be, you know, a old lady by myself in some, apartment because I've made a thousand amazing friends over the course of my business. Oh, I love that. I'd love to know what you're reading right now. What am I reading right now? Well, the first book that comes to mind is Atomic Habits, Mm -hmm. which I'm a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I would say, I would say Atomic, I mean, I've read it like three times, but it's, it's on my Audible right now also. You're going at it again. Yep. There are some books that I star like that. And I tell myself, no, this needs to be a once a year type yeah. of read. Like I need yeah. to revisit this. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Um, uh, Psycho Cybernetics is probably 
the best book I've ever read that is not in the, you know, out there now. I encourage everybody to read Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Thank you. And it's on my list. Uh, actually, okay. I think it's even Good. in my Audible bookshelf, but I have not <laughs> read it yet. <laughs> Good. What have you got going on right now, Katerina, that we should know about? And where can Lynchpin Nation find you? My Shiro Speaker Summit, which is all about using speaking to gain Insta clients, which is coming up, and that'll be in the show notes. And of course, we're starting to enroll people for our Thrive with Women's Retreats Certified Leader Program. Bing, bing, bing. And come to come and join me for a free workshop. I do two a month, and they're always fun and massive value. But you've- and just a little sales. <laughs> just a little sales. Well, we all have to sell. <laughs> sales exactly. Is- Uh, I will link all that up in the show notes, Katerina. Thank you so much for being here today. It's, it's been a true pleasure and I just am in awe and just, um, deep reverence for the, the amount of work that you've put in on retreats and mastery in that space. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Sarah, thank you so much. And I want everyone to hear that the goal is not to do stuff. The goal is to master stuff. And that's why the getting ready to get ready is really a myth. Get in action. That's how you're going to get to master. Sarah, huge honor and privilege to be with you today. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Green Room Central Podcast with Katerina Rando. If you love this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and tag at Sarah Faefer and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. But I hope you know what to create for you. If right now you're thinking, Sarah, yes, an event is happening, but here's the thing. I have a sizable team who can make this happen, but we need someone to teach us how. Then go to greenroomcentral.com to book a private workshop. You'll get a customized two-day workshop for your team. During that workshop, everyone will learn a repeatable framework that can be used to start or scale events in your business. You'll then create a roadmap as a team so that everyone leaves the workshop with a shared vision for how to move forward with confidence. Now, in case you're curious, this podcast is built on Kajabi. I'm loving how easy it's been to get things set up, but more so, I'm thrilled that my entire business is run on one platform. From my emails and pages to my courses, and now to my podcasts, it's all under one roof. If you love simplicity and scalability as much as I do, then go to greenroomcentral.com and get a free 14-day trial of Kajab. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going, keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.